Boom, there it is. Perfect Cyber Backer. I know. I want to know what it is, too. We're about to find out. James already has that fire intro ready to go, and he says it's going to be a good one, so let's do this. Let's find out. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> that one hand there you go i love it ollie too Woo! all right and your time let's do it all right all you business pros out there before we jump into the show as always a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is you're listening to us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe and drop a review help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings, we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today might not be the entrepreneur we deserve, but he's certainly the one we need. In the process of building a high-performing real estate agency consisting of more than 12 virtual staff and selling more than 200 homes per year, our guest discovered a deeper purpose for his business, and man alive is he on fire. What began as a small VA staffing agency in 2018 grew to more than 250 employees in a year. And when our guest saw the hardship survived by the children in the countries where these VAs were being hired, our guest knew he had to do more. Tune in to hear how our guest became one of the top 500 KW agencies in the country, how he coached hundreds of agents to replicate his process to success, and how he's driving his success to change the lives of real people all around the world. Joining us today from Cyberbacker out of Ogden, Utah, welcome to the show, Craig Goodlife! <laughs> Craig, what do you think? Well, when I heard the intro, I was wondering who you're talking about. I'm glad you went ahead and said my name. I'm like, oh, that's me. Wow. <laughs> we did yeah, that. Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've done some stuff. It's pretty. Uh, stuff. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. Thank you. It's quite a lot, dude. Like, I, I feel like that's it. We can end the show right there. Mission accomplished. Like, all right, let's 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 wind the <laughs> clock back a little bit so we can figure out where you're coming from. Craig, yeah. not everybody starts off at the top. We all started somewhere. Tell me, give me that little struggle story. Where did you come from? I lived in my car for about 18 months. Ooh. Started Ooh. there, and that was kind of a lot of it. And then I kind of realized that I needed help with things that were very basic, like organization and stuff like that. And uh, I just got really good at asking for help. And mm. that's kind of the start of how a lot of things happen understanding you have a problem and solving it because chances are other people have the same problem you have. It's just figuring out how to help them solve it. And I mean, true story, because what we've got now we're excited about right now, as of today, we've got 2,076 cyber backers. We've profit shared just this year, over 566,000 back to our associates so they can earn retirement, which is huge. 
We've released healthcare. We have healthcare, which is awesome. Plus, we loan them money to go ahead and buy cars and homes, and we profit share the interest from it. And so we're okay, excited to be making a difference. Pause. I mean, all that sounds awesome, with the exception of you got to explain what a cyber backer is, right? <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's a great opportunity that you're presenting. I mean, you guys have come a long way. What is it? Great question. So I wanted to originally call the company virtual babysitters. That wasn't sexy. Yeah. But, uh, I've got someone. Epstein. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I, like I, imagining a webcam and like somebody's <laughs> watching the webcam to like see if the children are moving around. Like. <laughs> it's Jen. She's right there. She's on my desk right now. She can see me. But, but guys, I'm going to tell you what, if I told you right now, I'm going to do something. She's going to go ahead and type it down and make sure I follow through 100%. Wait, wait, wait. So literally somebody's like right there next to you watching what you're doing? What? Yeah, right here. There's Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey, Jen. Nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. And, and so I realized I need a babysitter because I'm a little bit of a you know wild person. And I always have great intentions and I will do things for people. The problem is in a regular day, and I know you guys know this, you say yes to 10 people and you forget about eight of them. And the mm -hmm. other, the two that got helped are grateful. And the other eight are going, Hey, what happened? You said you were going to do this. And you're going, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm disorganized. And I got tired of being disorganized. And so I looked at, and this is kind of a funny thing, um, being a parent, I looked at my son and I looked at when someone has to wake him up, you know, nap time's over, he's up and now it's time to eat. And now it's time to do this. And they keep him on schedule. And I'm a little bit of a kind of a ADHD uh, head case here. Who's squirrel, squirrel, shiny object, shiny object. And I need someone to literally babysit me and say, focus here, do this. Mm -hmm. You said you were going to do this. And that's, that's it. That's what well, they do. It's funny that you say that because my mind is thinking the same thing. I am, I do that too. Like I'm, yes. and then Ollie comments over here. He's like, connect me with him. Craig, meet Ollie. Ollie, meet Craig. I mean, dude, this is going to be a good connection because Ollie's the same way. He's, he's a lot like us. Oh, look, another shiny object. So yeah. you literally hide yourself. A, a, like, okay, we've been saying coaches and, you know, mentors. You straight called it like babysitting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's no lie. That's really what you're doing. It is. It's because I don't need to go ahead and try to look good for anybody. I'm just going to be real. I need help and figuring out how in the world to structure that. So if my job is to call someone back, um, Jen dials the phone. And if I go ahead and she, she makes sure I'm on the phone with them, I don't hang up. And if we're having a conversation and I say, I'll call you in six months, I call them in six months, no exceptions. Mm. And sometimes I'll just dictate, hey, we need to send that person a thank you card. Hey, we need to go ahead and do something nice for that person. They're having a bad day. Uh, earlier was, hey, remind me, I've got to read this book and I've got to study this. And she holds me to what I say I'm going to do. Okay, so now now I'm super curious, right? This is <laughs> To me, this is like, you know, you're walking around with a bib right under you. So like anything yeah. you say falls right there in that net, that safety net that you have going around you the whole time. So, I gave it a, uh, a 10, a 10. Give it a 10 myself. All right. So if I give it a 10, how does this work? Like, is this even affordable? I mean, is this like, what, what kind of service is this? How does it all work? Is this person with you eight hours a day? Tons of questions. Start from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Started. 
Well, so I, it's not necessarily writing your to-do list. It's writing your not to-do list. The stuff that you just mm. know you're not going to do. That you have every intention in the world to do, but you're not. Um, when I got into you know just the real estate aspect of the world, and they said, you got to make phone calls. I'm like, I can make phone calls. Problem is, I'd spend like the first hour of the day deciding who to call. Then I'd have to go ahead and tell myself 10 other excuses, mm-hmm. followed by I got distracted, and then it's time to go home. And the next day, I'd go ahead and start over with trying to find who to call. And Guilty. Else, yeah, just said, I'm going to go ahead and have you, the people you call. In fact, I'm going to dial the phone for you. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure that you follow through on the commitments you make to the people you talk to. So that, and is it affordable? Yeah, the average person globally makes less than 12000 a year. And so to hire someone of this caliber, you're really only talking fifteen to 20000 a year, depending on what you want them to do. Because if they're a little more skilled, like they're going to go ahead and help you with like your social media and managing all your digital world, you might pay them a little bit more. But if you're just looking for someone to just go ahead and hold your feet to the fire, it's not much. Dude, that's the that's kind of scary in a way. Because, you know, the whole idea of a gym, somebody at the gym that's going to hold you accountable to show up, you still kind of got to show up, right? But you're literally like your computer turns on at a certain time and bloop, that person's going to show up right there. They're watching you. You can't take breaks. There's a, that whole adage of work like, you know, like your, your family is watching you. You have somebody literally watching you. I don't know if you consider them family quite yet, but they kind of hold you to it. I'm sure they hold you to a personal life as well as a work life. Yeah. Yeah. I get worked like a $2 mule. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) And it's good until it's like, I said, I was going to do this. And she's, did you do it? No. When are you going to do it now? Thanks mom. You know, it's, (sighs) and, uh, fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Ross. (laughs) This is working with Jen. Um, and, and she's fantastic. Um, I've worked with a few other people before because you find that niche and sometimes they just let you off easier. They start missing stuff because there's too much. And so Jen and I, we've worked together since April of 19 and, uh, it's been fantastic. And and the rest of the world sees this as you've got some VA company. And I went, yeah, that was kind of what we evolved into. That's who our customers said they wanted, but that's not really what this originally was or not what it is. So when you started, um, did you just kind of do it like to cure your own issues and then kind of saw the need in the market? Or did you see the need in the market first and was like, yes, this is something that people are looking for? No, I went ahead and just first it started out with someone in person and I just had to go ahead and say, okay, you're going to bring in a bunch of stacks of paper. I'm going to write down exactly who I call, what I say, and you're going to take my keyboard and my mouse and I don't get them back until I'm done. And then I had someone who worked just a city over And I kind of learned that working remote thing and it started to work. And back in 2012, I put an ad online that I just wanted someone to post ads on Craigslist back when that people shop for real estate there. And someone applied. Her name's Daphne. She's worked for me for nine years now and uh, just fantastic. But I started meeting other people over there. And in 2016, I went over to the Philippines for the first time. Um, I had other colleagues, though, say, "Okay, hold on. You've got a real estate team, which back in 2017, pre-cyberback, were ranked number one in unit sales in two counties, which was pretty awesome. And then I used to be this awesome, I coach people. I had 67 clients. More importantly, though, than my peers, I had nights and weekends off and they didn't. Mm. And I had one of them 
lady I just absolutely think the world of, she says, okay, we coach the same number of people. I'm working from when I wake up to when I go to bed seven days a week. What are you doing that I'm not? <laughs> and I'm only Yeah. So I went ahead and said, I've got help. And she says, how do I get help? And I says, ah, I don't know. Let me play with it. So I hired someone and kind of just went and said, hey, got someone. Let's just, you know, see if I can help you out with it. Uh, word got out to someone else and they came to me and said, hey, can you do the same thing for me? And I went, this starts like, I'm, sounds like I'm starting a company. I'm not going to do that. Um, but as <laughs> it would have it, I went ahead and talked to a few other great entrepreneurs that are coaches. And I said, okay, I, I love you guys. You're great. I'm going to help you out with this and let's just see what happens. But that's all it ever it was intended to be. Um, promise keepers. And then it went ahead and just kind of took on a life of its own. And we had people contacting us and saying, we help us with this. I need someone to do this. And it kind of evolved from coaches to real estate professionals to small business owners, which is where we're at now. Is there, I mean, you started with those two niches. As you go into business owners, I mean, that's a wide category. Anybody like in a specific industry that you're looking to target now, or that seems to be the type of person who has their hand raised saying, yeah, we need help? Well, so kind of what happened was in March, we franchised Cyberbacker because we had people coming to us with industries we had no knowledge of. Mm -hmm. uh, we had someone from the shipping industry. We had someone in the insurance industry. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't know if I can help you because I don't understand your business. And so someone said, well, how about we partner? And I went, I don't know about that because I don't want to take a risk on your invention in this. And so we franchise the company, which is how we partner. So they have an ownership interest. And when they buy a franchise, they say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and be responsible for this demographic. And they buy that franchise. That's their demographic. And then they determine how we staff it and how we can help them. Because I've got my great, lovely cyberbacker business, but I've also got a wedding venue. I bought a building. I got a wedding venue attached to it, but they can manage all the events. They can handle the social media. They can call. They can coordinate. They can do a lot of things. And part of it was I bought the building and there was a wedding venue there. But also I just wanted to see how far we could push the envelope into something that you know, it's a physical wedding venue. You're going to work with someone virtually and it actually works really well. Wow. Physical. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, it sounds like the metaverse. It's right. It's like right there in your in your own venue. So how what does work look like for you now? Right. So everybody who, who's, who you talk to who is in real estate, I mean, their work day is like you were saying from the beginning to the end. And they're always hustling, prospecting, doing events, open houses, all these different things. You know, now when you look back, I mean, that was the work you were doing then. What does work look like today? You still have somebody holding you accountable. You have a, a level of success. What does a work day look like for you? I'm a start early, get to the office, 637 o'clock. And that's just how I'm wired, I guess. Um, but a lot of it right now is I'm having one-on-ones and meetings with a lot of the leaders in the company. And we're building and developing things. I mean, the whole real estate thing, I love real estate. I just love it as an investor now and not as much as an agent. Um, and it's, it's fantastic, fantastic industry to be in. But what I learned is I love business, I love small business. So we'll meet and consult with just business owners who are saying, you know, does this work for me and franchise owners and other business leaders like yourselves, where we can discuss and collaborate ideas about being able to implement something like this for their business. Because ultimately it's kind of, people are saying the, the, the frequently things, the frequent things I get the most is someone saying lately with this whole great resignation going on, my assistant of, you know, 10 years just gave me a two week notice. 
and my assistant and my bookkeeper and my social media and my web. And I mean, my heart goes out for these people because what, what they're saying is my assistant quit. What I'm hearing is I'm going to have to do their job for a period of time and I might be working 70 hours a week. Yeah. And, and that just, you know, there's that aspect. And then you've got over and we, we do a lot of our hiring out of the Philippines because we have two legal entities over there. And I know a lot of people attempt to hire globally and we've looked at other countries, but unless you can establish a legal entity, if they steal from you or there's anything bad, you can't take recourse. Loss. So I've had people like, oh, I went ahead and hired someone. I'm like, okay, so what's your plan if they go ahead and just steal your intellectual property? You bought a bunch of leads and they go sell them to someone else. Well, they wouldn't do that. I hope not. I hope not until it happened to me, you know? Oh, oh. So anyway. You consider failure experience? It's yeah. experience nonetheless. It's experience. Uh, so, I mean, I, my VA is in the Philippines. I love working with the VAs in the Philippines. It's it's always been a, a good experience so far. But you've taken it to a whole new level. What's the setup if you have somebody who is a coach that's maybe like mobile or a business that's mobile? How does that accountability partner work in that aspect? Yeah, a lot of them are mobile. I mean, we have everything from I can show you some really cool smart glasses that have a window in here. So when I'm on Zoom, Jen can see what I see and I can see her. It's like this Ooh. whole Iron Man thing. It's great. Edith glasses. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you've, got, you've got superhuman glasses, which if you connect with me, I can go ahead and share you. There's a there's a bunch of those. I like to geek out with those. But a lot of times, if you're mobile and you're driving, when I'm driving, we go ahead and we jump on a call. And there's a lot of different phone systems you can use where she's going to dial. She's going to take notes. And I'm just going to go ahead and hammer out a bunch of phone calls. But most of my day is going to be driving, you know. I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. You're really expanding on the limits of what you can do on a, in a mobile universe. Like, and, and I feel like the world's just getting smaller and smaller where our capabilities are getting better and better in communications. So, all right. So you're, you're investing in the small business world. You're loving to do that space. What's some things that you see in the near coming future, whether it's real estate related, because I mean, we have interest rates going up and down regularly. We have an economy that looks like it's bubble-ish. I keep feeling, I keep getting the sensation. You know, you see small businesses that are disappearing, new ones that are being born. Like what's your take in, in your pulse in the market right now? I think you're going to see a lot more competition virtually because you look at companies that went ahead and dominated COVID. I mean, we went ahead and we had 232 people going into 2020 and March of 2020, when everything got locked down, I thought we're done. Like this is toast, like real estate and everything else. It's going to tank. So we're watching our books. We're cutting expenses and May became our best month followed by June, followed by this skyrocket trajectory that we just went, oh my gosh. And what we thought was going to be a bad year, we created 870 jobs at the end of 2020. Well, more than like double would have been, you know, breaking 460, we did 870. And then right now, you know, 2,079 is our number. And a lot of it's just, that's where it is. The challenge is it's being able to screen because we get right now about 87 at we 8,700 applicants per week and we'll do close to 3,000 interviews per week. Like that's just per week. It's insane. And making sure that the person is legitimate, they're on the up and up. 
they're going to stay around because that's a big one. A lot of people lie their way through an interview and, and then also once you can find them, keeping them because when they're good and they know they're good and they can do the job, if you don't have a lot of opportunity for them and a lot of reason for them to stay, they're going, they're going to mm. go on the next opportunity that pays better. It's funny. It's, it's almost like it's a, it's a double interview in that case. Like you get the person to come on board and if they're good, they're feeling you out as well. If you're saying you're going to do stuff and you're not doing it, um, they might look for somebody else. And, and I feel like in, in today's economy, they do have that kind of leverage and that kind of power, right? I mean, they have the capability of saying, I'm sorry, we're not a good fit from the employee's point of view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all over. I mean, that's everywhere right now. Employees are interviewing business owners even more. I heard uh, a business owner tell me that they wanted to have their parents talk to them to make sure it's a good fit. And I went, <laughs> their parents wanted to interview you? And anymore, you can see that. I mean, because a lot of people, they're, they're looking at what kind of a leader are you following? Mm. And where are you taking them? And what's the opportunity for growth here? Not just financially, but what kind of person are they going to be working with you? So you think from the employee standpoint, you know, there, there was a time when employees wanted to be at a company for 30 years. I mean, it's because of the pension and those sorts of things that were guaranteed to them at the end of that time period. Then we hit a phase where it wasn't uncommon to have four, five, six different careers or jobs uh, during a lifetime. But now it looks like we're kind of shopping for that marriage again from employer and employee. Kind of. I think what's happening is people are kind of waking up to at a certain point, I'm going to have all the money I need. And as long as it's residual, I can live. And so mm -hmm. we started building out this whole profit share concept. It was a couple different things, but the biggest one was I was over in the Philippines and we kind of had an interesting, I'll tell a quick story. I got an email from PayPal saying who we were using to collect money and send money. Um, we're keeping your money. We're choosing not to do business with you and you can have your money back in 180 days. We just collected from our clients. We're waiting to pay our cyber backers. And I went, uh oh, we can't make payroll. So the first thing to do is get on a plane, go to the Philippines. And I'm over there this time and I'm in a different place. I'm, I'm a little bit stressed. I'm a little bit, I've got a lot of anxiety and I'm trying to figure this out. And I see some of the street children selling a Sampaguita flower. And I remember a little girl, she's selling this flower, which are these little white flowers that they go sell in traffic to make money so they can go ahead and eat. And I can remember thinking like, I'm going to go ahead and stay at a hotel tonight. I'm going to eat. I'm not worried about eating. I'm going to be able to do that. Um, I want to be able to help her. There's a lot of people like her and I think my people would help, but number one, they either don't have enough money or they don't have the time. And how do you fix that? And so we came up with this whole profit share concept goal for 2020, which is our first year we created it and we're implementing it was to profit share 50,000. We profit shared 226,000. So we, we blew that off the chart. But then after five years, they're vested. They have an ownership interest in the, com in the company that they have. They can sell it. They can will it. They've got it for the rest of their life. And our goal is to profit share by the end of 2025, 5 million to 15,000 cyber backers, because that'll give an average of $333.33, which isn't an awesome lifestyle, but it's enough to survive. So if they hit five years and they go ahead and they play their cards right, they can be done working. And I think that's the relationship people want. They want an employer that can show them a way out so I can pass the working phase of life and go to this retirement phase. Cause that's what they used to want. You stayed at yeah. the company for 30 years because of the pension, because of the retirement. 
Yeah, yeah. But I feel like, you know, what you're describing is is that American dream, but you're able to do it in a country that doesn't have that opportunity, right? I mean, the numbers that you're that you're saying for an average American out here, we're thinking, well, what's that going to do? I'm not going to be able to do anything. But you're talking about a whole other world that we don't have a perspective to. Like, you know, when, when you think of poor in the U.S., it's different than poor in some of these other countries that, you know, where you're worried about being able to have clean water, uh, you know, a running water, you know, be able to take showers. Like, you know, that's, that's something that we take for granted that we have here and you're implementing a whole new, I mean, we're taking what we've learned in an industrial revolution and you're taking it into a new world for people, giving them that opportunity to, I don't know, I, I, for me, it's like dignity, right? At some point you got to be able to, to walk away from this working phase. I, I love how you put that. And, and you're already doing it. So you're 2,000 employees in. That's where you are today. Where do you see yourself in the next few years? So 15,000 is the goal we're working on right now. And end of 2025, in fact, every day when I go ahead and I start, I look at my phone because there's always going to be that home screen. We all have one of something important. And I've got my son right there. And I've got mm-hmm. right there 1,485 days left to achieve that vision. So we've got to be going ahead and hiring about 10 people a day. And right now, currently, we're doing about that. That's impressive. 10 people a day. A lot of potential for aggressive expansion. That's what I'm talking about, Joker. So 10 people a day. So um, this this growth phase means that if you're bringing on 10 people a day, it means you're finding people out there who are in need of this cyber backing service, right? Mm -hmm. So... Who's the ideal customer and, and how can they get a hold of you, get, get in touch with you, get one of these cyber backers to help them? Well, as far as ideal, um, more than anything, this is just my dream. Someone who's going to work with someone and help them along in the world. Someone who goes ahead and it's like, look, you work for me, but we're partners and I'm going to take care of you and you're going to take care of me. And as long as we have each other's back, this is a good relationship. So it's more about the character and quality of person. That's who we're looking for. Um, obviously, business owners who are wanting to grow their business. And when they go to cyberbacker.com for about 12 hours a day, we have someone where they just click a few buttons and they're talking to someone on our team who's helping them evaluate their business and saying, okay, here's what we can help. Here's what we can do. And they're building a plan with them. And sometimes people go meet with them. They're like, great plan. Uh, my daughter, she's graduated from high school. I have her do this. And hey, that's fine. It's not for everybody. And sometimes people get to know um, our team members and they go ahead and say, I really just feel good about this and we're going to pursue and we do. So what's what's that process look like? So if, if I'm a brand new business and I want to come aboard and bring somebody on, what's what's the what's the time frame from like getting started to actually working with somebody? So if you're brand new, we've never worked with anyone in your business like you at all. First thing, it's always going to be the same is it's, we're going to go ahead and have a pretty in-depth business valuation call where we're going to go ahead and just talk about your business, where you're at, where you're going, what your obstacles are. And we're just going to kind of turn that into a job description. Once we have that, we're going to kind of look at the character attributes that we have to look for in a great candidate. We communicate that with our career team and we go through a couple different phases. First, we go ahead and see if there's anyone that is out there who might be good that we already have. Like maybe their client went ahead and chose not to pay the bill. Uh, maybe their client went ahead and said, hey, you know what? This business I'm in, it's not for me. And they've exited. We usually don't have a lot of people like that, but is the first place we look. Then we go ahead and we go through and we try to establish at least five viable candidates. 
And then so you've got your business plan, you come back and you do kind of speed dating. We call them rapid fire interviews with five people where you just go ahead. You're going to get some information about them. You're going to ask them a couple questions and you decide who you want to go ahead and have a little bit of a, you know, deeper conversation with of the five. You pick the person, you schedule a time. Sometimes it's right after and sometimes it's going to take a minute. And you sit down and you go over everything about them. You ask them about them. They ask them about you and you see if it's a fit. Um, once that's been done, they go ahead and they're going to go through a training program for any gaps they have in their knowledge that your business requires. Right now, we do a little over 300 classes per month. I think we were 320 last month where someone can come in and learn. So training's ongoing, never stops, um, you know, 10 to 20 classes a day. And we have close to 5,000, or sorry, yeah, 5,000 recorded hours. That's right, 5,000, goals 10,000, 5,000 recorded hours of training. So their head backer will go ahead and sit down with them and say, okay, you need to know this, 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 attend these classes, watch this video. So I'm going to check for competency and they're going to circle back with your client. We're going to make sure that all the gaps are tightened up and that you're ready to go. And then they're going to check in with them on a consistent basis to make sure that it's exactly what that person needs. So corporate dating Right. I mean, that's what it sounds like. We're going to sit yeah. down. We're going to we're going to filter this down to a few potential clients. You're going to do a couple speed rounds of dating. We're going to figure out which one you jive with. And if you jive with them, we're going to get them trained up in your industry. And we're going to part you. Uh, well, patch you guys together and see how it rolls. And, and this is also like, you know, nothing is permanent. We can always, you know, give it a shot for a while. Sometimes you date and you date for a couple of weeks and you're like, yeah, this isn't working out. We can make a switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually we have a few people kind of just right there as we get to know someone better. And if it's not working out, usually one of the head backers will say, you know, we've got the information. We're testing for competency. They're just not getting it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if the client just on personality and the cyber backer aren't a match, and sometimes it's not a match and no one's right or wrong or anything. It's just, we don't know what it is. Yeah. Yep. Then we go ahead and we find someone who is a fit. We find out why it didn't work and we figure out how we make it work. So... And that's how a lot of the process goes. There's always a reason when it's not working. It's just taking the time to figure out what's not working and why. Yeah. Test, mm -hmm. test, test. All right. So how do they get a hold of you if they need you? Yeah. Cyberbacker.com is the easiest thing because right now, like if you go there right now, the team's there. Like they'll go ahead and like, okay, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about your business. And you can go right there, jump on Zoom with them or say, okay, I like this. Uh, follow up with me tomorrow because it's late or however works perfect all right ladies and gents no more excuses that's the that's one of the greatest things eric rides for hope all right eric rides for hope he's riding across the country uh doing a a uh fundraiser trying to raise a quarter million dollars for a haiti for a hospital in haiti that uh, his his nonprofit angel wings is doing and on this wristband that he gave me a bunch today it says no excuses on it that's one of the reasons why i love to wear it because really what it comes down to no matter what you're feeling in your day you need to cut out all the excuses and Cyberbacker is doing that for you. They're helping you be accountable to the shit you said you were going to do, right? You said you were going to do it. You want to do it because there's an end game there. Something's holding you back and now you have the opportunity to cut the excuses out and get to work and start doing it. Cyberbacker.com. Make sure you guys go out and check it out. Craig, you've been an awesome guest. What you're doing is amazing. First of all, for the entrepreneurs that, that are uh, the audience of this show, but more importantly, 
the way you're changing the world out there in the Philippines, it's amazing. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Um, I do love a video testimonial for, for our business. So if you can let me know, uh, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Fantastic. You kidding me? You guys have some of the most amazing energy. I can't keep up. Seriously. <laughs> it's like this pull. And every time I see you guys on YouTube and I watch you, it's like there's just this shot of virtual caffeine you get that just gets you going. Boom. That's what we're talking about. Love the energy, Craig. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, again, cyberbacker.com. Cut the excuses out and see what kind of results you're going to get in your life. It's so easy if you take the obstacles out of the way. Cyberbacker.com. Craig, thank you very much. Ham, always good with the producer side and the clips today, dude. You rocked it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros 